Welcome to the Ritual Cast, an exploration into the weird and wonderful world of witchcraft and spirituality. I'm your host, Sky Riley, and if you're looking for all the answers, you won't find them here. What you will find is an honest take on my witchy journey. The good, the bad, and the horny. The wait. <laughs> what? The horny. Okay. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, I am outnumbered. Outnumbered. And we have a very special guest today. We do. It's not I'm- me. <laughs> You're not a guest. Oh, I'm not, I'm not a guest. No, this is your show. I'm just here. Yeah. Oh, no, you're the other part of the show. No, uh, nine time Pulitzer Prize winner, six time Stanley Cup champion, and uh, <laughs> Antonia Bilmer. This is Miss Antonia. She's our good friend. Um, and she's gonna hang out with us today because. We're both Capricorns, and we're going to talk about Capricorns today. Yeah, and it's birthday month. For it's Sky. birthday month for Good her birthday, too. <laughs> so um, Antonia is um, the owner of a shop called Ashes and Wine, where she makes super adorable mushroom reefs and cool jewelry and soaps and tea blends and other really good stuffs. <laughs> and you can check her out on Etsy. So go check it out. I'll put the link. Well, I'm not going to do shit. Ted's going to put the link yep. um, in the, when we post this episode. Hag handyman at your service. The hag handyman, indeed. Self-proclaimed, one and only. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been doing that? Uh, about a year now, a little less. Yeah. I've been wanting to do it for a lot longer, so it's been great to finally jump into that. Sweet. I was Sweet. naturally scared shitless to do it so i procrastinated a bunch on that sure sure yes <laughs> story of my life <laughs> stress avoidance yes. oh yeah <laughs> i love it um so the shop is called ashes and wine um is there some like significance to that or just because it sounds super cool a little bit of both it's like it's time that i thought i was being really cool and creative but everything was taken and i <laughs> at the end of the day i just got really frustrated and i was like um all right, fuck it, it's this. <laughs> I uh, was looking for a band name a few years ago and uh, thought Ashes and Wine sounded cool because based off of your perspective, it could be the beginning of the night or the end of the night. Um, I wanted something really like loungy, jazzy. Yeah. Um, so I was looking that up to see if it was uh, trademarked or not. I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to get sued. <laughs> sure. Uh, me and my <laughs> right. Me and my zero dollars. Fucking for real. So I looked it up. I ended up finding this song by a fine frenzy, um, Allison Sudol. She's a very beautiful songwriter. Um, so I was a little bummed out, but I found a cool band. Um, neat new songwriter. It was very exciting. Uh, oh, I love did... finding new music. Yes. Yeah, so Nothing good. like it. She's great. If you haven't heard them, you should check them out. They're really good. Um, didn't end up using that. And then I made an Etsy shop a few years ago and I was selling like paintings. I was mm-hmm. making vinyl record bowls and just oh, yeah. listing a bunch of random shit, like, um, upcycling weird stuff around my house, just trying to make some extra money. Um, ended up taking a really long hiatus from that, got really busy with work. 
and just kind of like didn't touch it for years. Like didn't right. even remember the the username. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that was fun while it lasted. Nine emails later. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You um, open it, go. Ugh. Yeah, I was and then like, just delete it. Like, never mind. For sure. <laughs> um, ended up getting back into the account. Um, started thinking about ashes and wine. I was getting really sick of like the corporate hellscape that was my life. I was like, Preach. It needs something different. Um, so I kind of fleshed out what Ashes and Wine is today, but my former shop name was called Blood Honey. Thought oh. that was like really cool and edgy. It, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a tattoo Met- company or yeah, something. Yeah, metal as fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna sell Blood you paintings. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on the pain. <laughs> I mean, is it honey? Like it never expires, and I think it's also like classified as meat. Technically, uh, oh, I don't know middle. enough. Maybe we should cover honey in an episode or something. Honey, okay. I'd listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I ended up kind of outgrowing the name, although you guys are making me feel like I. Yeah, you should. That was keep cool. It. <laughs> I should use that for something else. But a song, a movie, and now another movie, like a recent times movie, has come out with that same name. So it was oh. like. Well, that's not now original. You're, now you're not cool. Yeah, I'm not cool. Well, I knew that. You're like, I was cool before. It. Yeah. You, you stole it from me. from me. So this is like a full circle kind of situation. I'm typing in all these names. I'm thinking, oh, Wonder and Willow sounds really cool for the stuff that I want to be doing. That's taken. Of course. Of course. Fucking naturally. So I just switched around. I was like, well, maybe, maybe Willow and Wonder. I don't know. Type that in. That's also taken. Mm-hmm. I do like seventy-eight thousand fucking variations of that. It's all taken. Everything's taken. Nothing's original. <laughs> Guess what wasn't taken? Ashes, Ashes and, and wine. wine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can kind of you know both speak to that. Like when I did my uh, food blog a couple of years ago, I went through a gazillion fucking names before landing on sautéed with sass because that was like the only thing that was left. Um, I was like, oh, all right. And then like even with this one, there was another, there was a, another podcast, a D&D podcast that was the ritual, the cast. ritual cast, but they changed to being something new, but we had a lot of problems still. Sometimes it it pops up a little bit where like, if you search the ritual cast podcast, it will be ours, but some of the comments are from Uh, the old podcast. So Um, when you, when you stop paying for the licensing from the host, um, the name is up in the air. So when we, we paid for it, we had it, it was available. It turns out everything transferred over so we had a bunch gotcha. of like old subscribers on our first like 10 or 15 i was like how did we get like 400 <laughs> subscribers we're only one episode in this is ridiculous like, and then they all went away and i was like wait <laughs> yeah i had like one of the guys from that be like hey like we noticed this is happening and i was like yeah it's a, uh, it's our whoever like distributes the podcast gotcha. that did it and he was like oh that makes sense he was like sorry and i was like i'm sorry <laughs> like yeah. so it's it's weird how those things because you spend so much time, like, I feel like the name of something is so important. So you, sp- and you spend so much time agonizing over right. it. That's like. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun because you have to come up with something that in three or four words mm-hmm. kind of dictates what 
you're trying to get across. And, right. Or at least ca- capture right. the attention of somebody browsing Well, because books have, like, a whole cover that they can, like, draw you in with. Like, exactly. the font is important. Like, I mean, I'm sure you've agonized over even just your fonts for... Oh, yeah. Because I know we did, like, figuring out, like, what I was going to use for... The, even just the logo, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and it's this too. big on the, you know, right. and it's the so size of a quarter. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. And it's so disappointing when you have your heart set on something, um, and it's just somebody else had their heart set on it first yep and then you sometimes you'll open it and they're not even like haven't even used it in a really right. long time and you're like fuck wasted it <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> bastards um so why like what what made you choose what you're making like the soaps and stuff have you just like always made soap or was it something that i can't pick a lane <laughs> i just I've, I've had like so many hobbies over the years and i you know how there's kind of an ebb and flow when you get into things. There's never, like, I just don't stop. Like, I jump in. I'm like, okay, 42,000 things that I like now. So I need to make time for all that. <laughs> <laughs> and you just keep like, oh, that's a new thing I can do. Add it to the exactly, list. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I, um, it's been really healing for me because when I was a kid, I used to make, like, mud pies and potions. And I, I'm sure, I mean, what do I know about child experience that's normal but (laughs) but uh i feel like a lot of kids used to do that make little potions and Mm -hmm. and stuff so that never really that really left me i mean i promise there's no poison berries and random (laughs) shit in your soaps like it's all researched it's all safe but i'm breaking out what did you you put in this (laughs) cayenne yeah cayenne all the cayenne (laughs) There's deer blood in that. <laughs> so, oh, I don't know. I grabbed it off the forest floor. Who knows? <laughs> We're not supposed to make face masks out of holly berries. What? <laughs> what? It's news to me. Well, I mean, that's like, I'm glad because I never pay attention. <laughs> like, I'm always just like, oh, I just put this wherever, right? Like, the first time that I took a... I took a class, it was an online class of like mixing um like herbal mixtures and then also um like essential oils. Oh, that's awesome. And the girl who was teaching it was like, You can't eat these. And I was like, What? I was like, but it's just well, she was like, Not these ones. She was <laughs> like, if you mix it with fucking olive oil, sure. She right. was like, but even that, like some plants you cannot ingest them. You can only like use them on your skin or whatever. And you mm-hmm. have to be careful. And I was like, well, I'm like, don't know how I'm still alive. Cause I've been <laughs> trying to poison myself for fucking years. Uh, same, yep. same. Yeah. There, there were a couple of Christmases where I had bought you stuff like that. And then all of a sudden we get a cat mm. and I'm not allowed to buy those things anymore because oh. perfume. So, yeah. well, when we were living in our smaller apartment, I, went kind of crazy especially when she was little because you like shouldn't use diffusers with cats because their lungs can't process things when it's mixed with water so like i was flipping out because i really wanted to like get into like the whole like essential oil thing he loves incense um so i like asked the vet and they're like really like for their safety like you really shouldn't use any of those products but as long as they can like get away from it they're okay gotcha so but like we lived 
in a pretty small like apartment that didn't have great ventilation yeah. like this place is better so like she can get away from it if she doesn't like it so mm. we've been burning more incense uh recently but i still won't buy a diffuser like right. yeah yeah because that's kind of like all the particles in the air yeah so well they like, don't no tell you that them. either like i didn't know until after we already had her that like lilies are super poisonous to cats like oh, they will yeah. fucking die like so I've been telling people that for years. Like, <laughs> if you have lilies. a cat, don't do lilies. <laughs> yeah, bad. they're bad. And uh, poinsettias, too. Yeah. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but the, the Christmas flowers. Yeah, that's really why I have good. fake ones. <laughs> oh, wow. Those look, those look really real. I got them from Michael's. <laughs> and they're fake as fuck, but Michael. I really like them. So, And they'll never die. I don't have to take care of them. So, Which is my favorite kind of plant. Hell yeah. One that I can't kill. <laughs> I'm like the Casey Anthony and plant mom, so. Wow. Aesthetic. <laughs> uh, okay, anyways. So what's your favorite thing to make? Like, favorite uh, thing to do to Favorite make? thing, it's the mushrooms. You got to yeah. give the people what they want. It's the mushrooms. I um, love it. That was not even in the shop initially. It was all like the soaps and lotion potions and just mm-hmm. cool shit like that um which was selling it was it was selling a little better in person than it was online slower going and um yeah it's definitely a unique thing i've never seen anything like that before awesome that's great to hear that's super great to hear i love it um i took a break for a minute because i was like oh shit like i'm really failing at this huh (laughs) i'm just that kind of person it was like it was relatively new i was just being impatient um so i took a break yeah, I took a break for about a day or two and just I made some art, made some little Actually, you were there with me on that hike. I found this really cool hollowed out log thing. And then I made some light up mushrooms on that and posted it to Facebook and people were like, "Can I buy this?" And I was like, "God damn it." <laughs> you know yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, you can. Exactly. It was like, but nobody wanted to buy any of my other crap. <laughs> so, I started making as many different variations of those as i could and yeah it, it sounds like you like cornered the market too like. yeah oopsies <laughs> yeah well i mean it's a I happy think... happy accident <laughs> well i feel like it's because like not to say that you know the soaps aren't great we have definitely have the soap i am actually addicted to one of the teas that you make Thank um you. <laughs> like where it's like actual crack like i will text her and be like i'm out <laughs> i need more <laughs> Am i up <laughs> yeah, like she was joking to her husband saying that she got me and one of her other friends and totally addicted to it. Oh, yeah. She's our like dealer now. Didn't yeah. plan it, but the first one was for free. And I was like, I did not. <laughs> I didn't mean to do the crack dealer thing, but uh, here we are. <laughs> it absolutely was. So good. Um, but I think that it's a cool, unique thing that like brings people in because they're like, oh. Mm-hmm. And then they see like all the other stuff that you make, which is also great. But it's like eye-catching yeah yeah so it like really jumps out and then you get like get to see all the other stuff because you've been making like really cool jewelry too yeah i just really haven't stopped i just anytime i feel like i need a little break from one thing i'll just kind of bounce to the next thing that i like doing so that's great i i mean as somebody with adhd like (laughs) i feel that like super hard like jumping from like i can't i'm so bored of this even if i love that thing right i can't do it anymore i've overdone it because i am one of those people who when i'm getting dopamine from it i will squeeze every last drop out of it and then i'll be like i hate this thing now put your hobbies (laughs) in like a juicer and just pound shots yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly 
Um, is there anything that you haven't introduced to the shop that you'd like to get into? So like something that maybe you're like, oh, I haven't done this yet, but I want to. There's a few things actually. Um, I wanted to upcycle clothing and like embroider it. So that would, that's kind of on the docket. And then I want to make some herbal smoke blends. So I, if I'm kind of stressing out, I'll roll up like mugwort and lavender and um, rosemary, just Things that are safe to smoke, but not illegal to smoke. Right. <laughs> you can right. cut this completely out if no, it's, it's not. Fine. No, actually, that's. How many of those things have we covered? Mm, I, I mean. Rosemary, we did a couple yeah, weeks ago. But I mean, like, it's something that I didn't even know was a thing um, until, like, smoking other herbs like mm. I didn't know mm. that that was okay like again just like just like ingesting uh, essential oils is not okay <laughs> I was like well I don't know can you smoke other stuff because I mean we're from Colorado where there's only one yeah thing. there's right. one thing to smoke there. <laughs> that is the focus. <laughs> the only thing you smoke but like when you were saying that but even before that I had noticed on some of the like like witch boards on Facebook and Reddit that people were talking about like what do you smoke to like relax or whatever mm. and I was like what like you can do that? Like that's what a thing. Do you mean? What so, do you smoke to relax? Yeah, we, we need to dive into that. Yeah. We can talk about that. <clears throat> there's a like bit. there's some the great stuff in there. Topic. Oh for sure. Mm-hmm. Um so that's probably gonna hit the shop soon, just different blends for different different things. Cool. Cool. Um and then larger scale mushroom pieces because how do I not have like a seven foot tall forest <laughs> no coming shit. out of like that would be awesome. You right? walk in somebody's living room and there's just this giant like mushroom sculpture that's all glowing. Exactly. Well, awesome. That one um, review posted a picture where she was like holding it up and it looked like it was like four feet oh like yeah. bigger than her cat like because just because of the like perspective that she took the picture at and i was like that broke damn where did you find one that big <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be how would i even ship that you wouldn't you've got to come pick it up <laughs> yeah, if you are local i will make you whatever bigness that you want but bring a u-haul <laughs> exactly. people will pay for shipping for something like that if they can afford it in the first place right why not yeah pay for exactly. it? Yeah. Well, yeah but how do you wrap it and like a all crate. that like take care a oh, great yeah, yeah. yeah. box it up if your husband could, works at shipping your husband <laughs> okay yeah. that's fair if huh? anyone could do it it's him and actually special shout out to him he um does all my shipping for me just oh, is always offering to do it, and I think that's awesome. super great. Awesome, that's Supportive nice to take. So that. anybody, anybody in the review saying, "Oh, this got here so fast," that is completely thanks it's to him. Fault. Yeah, it's his fault. He's like, "You <laughs> sit there and create. I'll do the." I mean, that's what stuff. <laughs> that's what this is, a hundred percent. Like, I do all the research. Ted supports me a hundred percent. Like, and it does all of the production work and all of the editing and all the like. Oh, stop! Boring, <laughs> shitty stuff that I don't want to do. So. Definitely that. <laughs> Um, well, it makes for really great content, so good yeah. job, guys. Thanks. <laughs> um, and then last question about the shop. What have you learned during this process that you'd want to share with somebody who's thinking about starting their own shop? I I say do it. I mean, I learned so much about myself. Like, I realized that I'm more capable than I ever thought that I could be. Um, so it, it's really rewarding to see your hard work out there and to to see other people enjoying it. Like, my arts made it all the way across America. I would have never, never guessed that that could happen. That's cool. That's um, cool. That's how it feels when we, uh, you know, we check the analytics and see that there's, like, you know, 100-some people a week listening to us. We're yeah, like, Awesome. Sure. We only have, like, 10 friends. It can't be that. <laughs> yeah. 
You're like, well, I totally listen to you guys. But, um, yeah, you're like, it feels great to know that people are affected positively by the stuff that you put out into the world. And sure, that's right. really Absolutely. awesome. So, yeah, that's cool. And so, there's room for everybody. There's like, there's room for all of us out there. Right. Yeah. yeah, the internet's huge, and people yeah. on that all the time. So, yeah. yeah, I encourage anybody to try, even podcasting, if you want to do something similar to this, then go for it. Yeah, I mean, like, I do think that you have, like, a gift for editing, like, that you're, you have a really good ear, um, and that's something that, you know, you, but that's something that you worked on. Like, you learned how to do it. Like, yeah. you... <laughs> right. Yeah, five or six years of podcast editing, and I'm like, yeah, that's garbage. I'm just going to like that. <laughs> Got to get rid of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so. like the perspective is important. Everybody's unique perspective is so important. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's like something that you do that somebody else might do. You're going to do it completely different. And right. And just because you see somebody like, oh, they have a strop that like would be something similar to what I'm right. doing. Like they're like, I think that you saying that there's room for everybody is spot the fuck on. I yeah. think that's absolutely true. And don't feel like you can't do it because somebody's already doing something like it. Like, exactly. And, and obviously also, we don't want to copy people's work. Like, yeah, bring but, your own uniqueness to it. But there's definitely like, there's other people out there that make mushrooms and I love that for them, you know, but I'll just try to find my own unique spin on things, my own designs, color schemes and all that. Sure. Absolutely. Um, and then if you find that like much like with my soaps, if you find that you're listing stuff at first and it's just not selling, just, you know, keep, keep going, try to find your niche and, yeah, you'll find it. You'll find it. Don't feel like you can't pivot, I think, is another, right. like, important thing. You have to be flexible to, like, you know, have some variety, you know, because I feel like I spend more time on Etsy shops that have different stuff to look at rather mm -hmm. than just, like, a lot of the same stuff. So Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Well, cool. So we'll definitely post uh, the link for the shop. Again, it's called Ashes and Wine. Um, go check it out. Lots of cool stuff on there. Um, and more cool stuff coming. Um, and make sure you like and subscribe <laughs> to that too. So yeah. Um, do you take uh, commissions for like weird art projects or anything like that? I've been wanting to figure out a way to do that. Um, probably it would, it would probably have to be outside of Etsy just because anything you list sure. could be bought by anybody. So I'm just trying to trying to figure that out. But I would love to to do that. I do have um, a company email. So, like, people could reach out through there. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Love it. So, I definitely still have um, a stone and an herb, and we're going to talk about Capricorns um, also. But before we get into that, um, Antonia, do you, um, like, want to share with us a little bit about your journey as a witch? I know, like, we haven't really talked about that um, because it's kind of, you know, something both of us don't really talk about much to most people. It's sort of personal, right. I feel like. Um, like, it's just, it really is unique to every person, and it can kind of feel like something you guard a little bit. Um, like, I know I do. Yeah, I, I do too, for sure. So, like, as much or as little as you <laughs> care to divulge, that's totally fine. Um, do you, like, did you always know that you were a witch? Did I know you said you were grow, grew up making potions, so it's, like, part <laughs> of it, but... Did you, like, grow into certain parts of it? Did someone introduce you to, like, maybe tarot or something, for example? And did you have any mentors, anything like that? Yeah, yeah. I feel like, I mean, the beautiful thing about being a witch is that, like, anybody can be, and you can start at any point in your life. Even um, me? Even, even you, Ted! Oh, wow, I've been <laughs> secondhand witch this whole time. I could have just been one myself. <laughs> exactly. Anybody can. You can start at any point. You can, you know, have that 
inspiration as a kid and just always have that curiosity. You can find it later and and feel this like freedom almost. I mean, I know that there. I wasn't really raised on any organized religion. I try to provide that same thing for my son just because I want him to have his own beliefs and stuff. Sure. But, but I know that a lot of people like transition into witchcraft and find it very healing. <laughs> I've personally found it really healing. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the mud pies and the, the potions. I feel yeah. like I used to unknowingly form these little covens like, hey, you guys want to play witch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I actually used to have really, really bad nightmares. So I would like sprinkle salt under my bed and be like, ask the good spirits to protect right. my brother. So you were, you were doing this like naturally. I'm weird and I've always been weird. But like <laughs> I grew up and realized that I'm not the only one that does little things. And I wasn't really knowing why I was doing these things. Maybe I caught them on TV, a movie, sure. something. But it just felt really right. So I think I just never really grew out of the game. <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah. Did, so I don't, I've never asked you this, but have you done anything like that? Um, I mean, I have like a way overactive imagination. Like as a kid, I was like the one who came up with like 100% of like the games that we played. Okay. Like most of them involved mm -hmm. magic of some kind. Um, like, especially like, because of where I grew up, I mean, I grew up in the mountains, like my whole backyard was just like woods and fucking rocks and like forest. Yep. Like right. I lived in the middle of fucking nowhere at like 10,000 feet, like in Colorado. So, and all of my friends did too. So like suburbia for me was like not a thing like I didn't even mm -hmm. know anybody who lived in the suburbs like right. we all lived in the middle of nowhere so like for me a lot of that like connection to nature like started really really early um and like understanding the like connection with that and all of that so I think that that part has always been like that's why like nature works so much like in my practice and like why the elements are so important for mm -hmm. me and like all of that stuff because that's what connects the most right so you were a green witch before you even knew what a green witch was that's, yeah that's and really i mean cool. i never really like I, I still like i said casey anthony of plant moms like i can <laughs> i do not have a green thumb at all antonia definitely does but i don't <laughs> so just because no one ever like taught me how to take care of plants right, like yeah. so i never really did that i didn't you know, we also lived again in the mountains and nothing fucking grows. My mom tried to have a garden one oh, year no. <laughs> and every fucking year, right? When you get everything planted, it will fucking snow a hundred percent of the time yeah. and destroy so all of your plants. So like, yeah. And then all of a sudden it's too hot and nothing wants to grow anyway. So, mm -hmm. well, and it's like just very inhospitable. Like the ground is just dry and fucking Ouch. hard and shit like that so gaia where are you yeah, like, yeah it's, you're, it's, you're getting like dandelions and evergreen trees that's pretty much all that yeah, will grow there naturally absolutely so let's get into uh the stuff that i have for us today back to a reg regular regularly scheduled programming, programming. Yep. yep and uh, any comments or feels that you have at any point, you can just shout out. That's what Ted does. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I actually had these questions in real life. I'm not making this up. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? And then, which is why uh, this works because I forget what yeah. I don't, what other people don't. Yeah, know, I'm so. the layman. You're the experienced expert. I've also spent hours researching right. all this by this point, so I forget <laughs> what I didn't know before <laughs> I found this stuff. Okay. 
So we're talking about Capricorns today. So I could have done Garnet, but we already did Garnet. So I had to pick a different one. So because me and Antonia are both January Capricorns, I decided to do one of the birthstones from December, which is the other half of the Capricorn birthdays. The tail end of December, right? Yeah. End of December or like middle of January is where it is. So I didn't know this, but apparently there are multiple birthstones now for certain months. Like some months have like four. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, June... (laughs) I know June has three or four. Yeah. So, and I was like, why the fuck is that? So I looked it up and it's because there's like, it's like pricing options. So like. Oh, it's corporate. It's 100% corporate. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the December ones is, of course, turquoise, which we've already fucking done that one too. So I had to pick a different one and I picked blue topaz. That's one of the ones. So I don't have one to show you. I'm very sorry because I'm poor. So I don't have a blue topaz. Yeah, topazes are expensive, right? Yeah, I don't have just one just like lying around. I don't even have like blow ruby a little bit. Yeah, yeah. something like that. (laughs) I don't even have the one like birthstone that I don't have have a polished one. But I have this one. Oh, wow, this is really pretty. It's heavy as fuck, too. Yeah, like it's wavy. Keeps you grounded. Yeah, it's a good grounding stone. It's a big old rock. I take it every, like, every plane journey, I have taken it with me. It's it's a good travel stone. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about blue topaz. <laughs> Focus. So, blue topaz um, is connected with Saturn, which is our the Capricorn's ruling planet. Okay. Um, so, that's a good connection there. It is both earth and fire for the elements and connected to your throat chakra because it's blue. Um, Remember we talked a little bit about during chakras that like the colors of the stones connects to the colors of the chakras. Sure. Okay, well now you do. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the Mohs is eight. It's wicked hard. Yep. Hard. Hard. Not quite diamond hard. Mm -mm. Well, I mean... So you want that for stones that you're going to wear as, like, rings and shit. And that's yeah. – it's a ring that people, I think, use as, like, engagement rings and stuff, Yeah, because sapphire is seven? Uh, I don't know what sapphire is. I'm sure it's very hard because same thing. People use it in place of diamonds sometimes. Yep. Did you look that up before yeah. you bought mine? It's a nine. Oh, sapphire is oh, wow. harder than topaz. Nice. Good job, Ted, because I whack that thing on shit all the time. Great. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm stupid and clumsy. <laughs> Must be a Capricorn thing. <laughs> I thought I broke my wedding ring the other day. I just like slammed it into the spice cabinet. And I was like, oh no. <gasps> and when your heart just stops and you're <laughs> like, oh god, and you like slowly look. And I know okay, diamonds sorry. can't break or another. No, they can break. Can, uh, like, it, it just takes a diamond to cut it. Yeah. yeah. And I it's... did not hit it against a diamond. But I was like, oh, I don't know. That was really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Blue topaz is a stone of love and loyalty. It's also the stone of the 16th wedding anniversary, which I was unaware that there were those, but here we are. Yeah, that's that's a weird... I, I don't know if from, I agree with that. From, like, like, paper and plates and shit. Yeah, <laughs> so, because like, it's... I knew that, like, every anniversary has, like, a, a material, like, paper, wood, and, like, stuff like Dumb. that. Dumb. Um... Oh, yeah, like, who came up... First of all, who came up with that? Like, that's a stupid fucking thing. But, uh, 
I was also unaware, like, the 16th wedding, wedding anniversary, that means there's one for 1 through 15. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. there's, there's, like, a 7th anniversary yeah. stone. Like, what a stupid... That, to me, is the equivalent of having, like, a national holiday every day. Yeah. Or, like, it's National Wrapping Paper Day. Like, no. But, like, I feel like at some point, if I get a stone every... Like, I get a new, like... I mean, I love rocks. Don't get me wrong. But, like, if I get a new, like some sort of precious stone every single anniversary it's like ugh, right okay here we go like <laughs> one more. also i can't afford that so it's not no, gonna happen. i understand and i don't expect you to i'm over here like hoarding a pile of rocks like yeah no you, that sounds great <laughs> <laughs> i mean i've got mine right there and there's like a bunch over there and there's some over there and you just build like... a house out of like precious stones <laughs> i love it it's perfect um I believe they said it was Sanskrit for fire. I did not look that up to double check it. I double checked all the rest of this. I didn't double check that. But Sanskrit for fire, supposedly? I don't know. First found by the Romans on an island called Topazios. So, like, right on the fucking (laughs) nose, (laughs) which is in the Red Sea. And they believed if you found one, it would give them strength on life's daily adventures. And also that it would change colors if you held it next to poison food or drink. But I would not chance that. Like, you, that. Yeah, that doesn't sound Probably don't do that. (laughs) I mean, maybe. I don't know. Is this poison? Didn't change color. Oh, he died maybe, anyway. Maybe it did that before we sacrificed magic for technology. But yeah, 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 there you go. Sounds about right to That's me. what happened. Uh, Damn it, Edison. <laughs> Dweeb. It wasn't him. He stole all his <laughs> shit. Edison didn't do That's shit. True. No, Fucking if he took credit for everything else, he's taking credit for that. <laughs> he can take credit for the bad shit, too. Him and the guy that made this fucking... Five-day work week. Oh, yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Burn. What an asshole. <laughs> Hope you're all burning in hell. Um, uh, I also found, read that the Egyptians consider the blue topaz to be where the sun god Ra poured his powers. So that's cool. Cool. Uh, and South American cultures believed it could heal the sick during the full moon. Well, that's cool, too. Right. But and only during the full moon. Only right. during the Where full moon. So they got to make it to the full moon. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> They're just feeble. You just drag them out. <laughs> oh, full man, moon, you got boom. sick. You got 29 days. It was yesterday. Yeah, and you better fucking live. <laughs> You're going to have to wait, man. It's pneumonia. <laughs> oh, in the Middle Ages, people believed a topaz had the power to break curses and unravel spell work. So, like, literally stronger than magic. Like... Okay. It was pretty it's cool. like a return to send. You just throw the rock at someone. <laughs> <laughs> Your spells are broken. <laughs> and so is my head. Um, With an eight. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Russians, who are all assholes, restricted all but the royal family from owning it because they liked it so much. What a dick move. Sounds about right. <laughs> um, supposedly the... Blue is the most rare of all the topaz colors, and it is found in Mexico, Brazil, China, the U.S., and Russia. So this one has kind of a conscious, clear-headed energy. It's associated with wisdom, communication, and finding the perfect pathways to success and sweet, sweet opportunity. Hmm. It alleviates fear and worries, helps you trust your power, reminds you to take creative control of your life, and welcomes the opportunity for good luck. All right. 
It's also good for public speaking, like most blue stones, because throat chakra. Um, good for helping your voice be heard. Good for self control and preventing the overwhelm. I need Pre- preventing the overwhelm. <laughs> uh, so, so just this is blue topaz. Was topaz is normally like orange. Like it's yellow. it's like every color. There's a, like okay. every color of topaz, right. I guess. Uh, but they all do like slightly different things because of the color um, and the chemical makeup. It's a kind of like the validation stone. It doesn't like tamp down your feelings. It redirects that energy and reminds you that your voice does deserve to be heard and you are worthy. And it's a good stone uh, for writers because it helps you write from your heart and soul. It's good for boundary setting, specifically vocalizing your boundaries, uh, which may be why it's a good capstone, um, because I know so many Capricorns that have a really hard time with boundaries, myself included, especially vocalizing those boundaries. Oh, yeah. I'm going out to get one, like, right after this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care how much it costs. Yeah, don't care. (laughs) Just slap $2 on the counter go, give me what topaz will this buy me? I will barter trade you mushrooms. Give me what I need. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that stuff. (laughs) Um, and then for as far as healing goes, it heals things associated with the throat and head. Um, so migraines, sore throats, um, it stops you from clenching your jaw, which reminds me, everybody unclench your jaw, relax your shoulders. Oh, I'm turning into a diamond. (laughs) (laughs) So that's all about the blue topaz. We're going to move on to the herb of the week, which is marjoram. Marjoram? Marjoram. Marjoram. Mm-hmm. M-A-R. You've never heard of it. You've never heard of marjoram? No, I don't once. think so. No. Not even one time? Mm-hmm. So marjoram is air and fire. It is a masculine herb. It is connected with mercury and the heart and sacral chakra. Okay. So remember how when we did cilantro and I had a whole bit where I went off on how fucking confusing it is because it's also coriander? Yep. And also Chinese parsley? Yep. Well, I kind of feel similar about marjoram because sometimes people call marjoram oregano. Wait. But, yeah, I know. Ouch. I've heard of that. Yeah, I know. I bought that in middle school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's called originum majorna. Mar- no. Mar- originum marjorana. Sorry, it's the Latin and I'm having a hard time reading it. Is not oregano. Oregano or is originar originum vulgare, which is also known as wild fucking marjoram. So once again, do with that as you will. I'm not a fucking botanist. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Scientists can't figure it out. Like, no. This plate's kind of like this plate, so. I guess. And then you put them side by side, like, oh, not even close. <laughs> have you ever grown marjoram before? No, I haven't. I have a ton of it in my house, but it's like, I've never even, like, seen a marjoram seed. Yeah, I was like, like the um, website that I found uh, had like a whole thing about like how to grow it and like when to harvest it and like all that. It was very specific. Like you have to harvest it when the dew just dries off of it uh, or something oh, like wow. shit. I was like, damn, wow. good Wait for, for you. The garden fairies to leave and yeah, I was tip like, them in breadcrumbs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit. Um, it's called Wikipedia. She did a great job. Um, of course it is. Well, now yep. I want to grow it. I want to see if I can do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you need, like, tips, like, yeah, she had yeah. all this shit on it. So she said, if you're cooking with it, you should add it in the last five to ten minutes of cooking. And also that, quote, it makes a nice after-dinner tea. 
Ooh, delicious. So uh, shout out to Wikipedia for that awesome tidbit. You know what? You should you do that with uh, garlic too. Not the tea part, but adding it like right I was like, what? <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I have a story about that. But <laughs> a garlic tea? Oh, yeah, Chris like used the spoon for garlic and he... Uh-huh. Usually we'll put it on the spoon rest in the morning. It must have been Thanksgiving. I don't know why we were using garlic that early. But I mixed my <laughs> coffee with it. And I was like, oh my god. Oh god, garlic coffee. <laughs> I was like, coffee. just drink it, you big baby. <laughs> so you fucking drink it. It's disgusting. <laughs> you fucking drink it. Yeah, fucking it garlic terrible. coffee. It was the worst. Blech. The worst. <laughs> so this one, I found some really good spells. Um, and like uses for it, which I haven't found before. And I'm going to be using, I wish I had written it down, but I'm going to be using the, um, the one that I found more often. Uh, so it's really good for cleansing. If you add an infusion of marjoram into your bath with a quarter cup of baking soda, it will help purify your aura. (laughs) Purify my aura? (laughs) We're gonna need a lot more. Than that. <laughs> I didn't say what the infu- how much the infusion was. We're gonna have to just infuse the whole. I went to BJ's and got like a whole. If you need some, perfect. <laughs> I know what I'm doing later. So <laughs> need a hot tub, a priest, <laughs> moon water, moon water. <laughs> Take the bathtub outside. <laughs> I mean, this sounds great. I'm, this sounds like I'm a good it. time. Can I borrow your pool? <laughs> you guys can borrow the jet tub and the pool, whatever. You want. <laughs> the pool, <laughs> a marjoram pool. It's green already, so <laughs> be like yeah, that, that can only help, right? Fucking uh, matcha marjoram bath. <laughs> it's fucking cold outside, so. Yeah, this is. I already had resigned myself to the fact that this was not going to be a pleasant experience. So, no, oh, okay, <laughs> gotcha. All um, I can picture is I'm all gray. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you cook it into a dish to share with someone, uh, it will help mend relationships with that person. It's also good for love spells and love divination. So, like, seeing the person that yeah. you're going to marry kind of a thing. Hmm. Um, good for money. If you add it with basil and cinnamon, you'll be diving into coins like Scrooge McDuck in no time. Hell I'm yeah. having for dinner. <laughs> Spoonfuls of base, basil, <laughs> marjoram, and cinnamon. <laughs> I mean, for money, me though, I'd do it. Ooh, for money, <laughs> I'd do it for money. It. I don't know how. <laughs> you just snort it. <laughs> Injected. <laughs> Jesus. Mortar and pestle it. Fucking blow it up. Fucking right into the veins. Fucking gross. Well, let me know how that goes. Cause yeah. Because <laughs> if it works, I'm going to do yeah. Uh, good for protection, both for your home and when you carry it with you. Good for releasing grief. Um, also, bath magic. Uh, the spell I found says to bathe in it for seven days to release heartbreak and process loss. Do you get straight to take breaks? Yeah. <laughs> straight. Seven days straight. Cool. Bath every day. Make sure you put your lotion on because <laughs> okay. you'd be ashy. Come out like a pruny bog witch. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'd try it. <laughs> Also good for moving negativity, um, and if you, again, back to the cooking, if you cook it for somebody that you love, it will strengthen the love between you, so it's going in every meal, so mm-hmm. I hope you're ready to eat it. You're not convinced? <laughs> All right. Are you ready for my fancy science words? Oh, boy. Marjoram is analgesic, analgesic, 
analgesic. I don't know how to say this word. Analgesic? Is it analgesic? I, I think so. I always have trouble with that one, too. Anagelsic. No, it's not that. <laughs> Anal? Anal G spot. No. <laughs> you already said something that sounded like labia minora, so why don't we just roll with it? <laughs> uh, it's antibacterial, antiseptic, carminative, car- car- carminative? Carminative. I don't know what that word means either. Antidiuretic. But I'm going to look up carminative. Oh, that's not good. Chiefly of a drug. Thanks. <laughs> oh, it relieves flatulence. Oh. Wait, so it get, it's a diuretic. Makes and, you fart. Oh, it makes you poop derp. and helps you. No, relieves farts. Yeah, relieves farts. It makes it's you poop ass. and relieves farts. Yeah. How does it do both? <laughs> it, it makes you fart. No, it says relieves flatulence. Yeah, through your butthole. <laughs> No, prevents formation of gas in the gastrointestinal tract. Okay. Oh, no, wait. Or facilitates the expulsion of said gas. There it is. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) I'm pretty sure there's only one way to remove gas from your intestines. If there was another way, there'd be so many less embarrassing stories. I want to know where this fucking shit's been my whole life. Yeah, for in real. In the back of my spice cabinet. Uh, I know. I have some too, and I've never used it ever because I didn't know what it tastes like. So now, the stores are going to be sold out. I, I, for the rest of my life, I know from this day forward, I'm going to have this like weird flavor in every meal, and I'll never put my finger on it until I listen to this episode again. I'm like, damn it! Damn it. Um, it's good for digestion. Uh, oh, and preventing gas somehow. Uh, good for soothing the throat and breaking up congestion while encouraging a good night's sleep. Sorry, Antonia. I guess I should have done this one a bit earlier. Right? You've just solved all of my problems in like five minutes. <laughs> From like last week, you could have like definitely used a better either. Sorry, <laughs> that shit's expensive. That's right. Marjoram's way cheaper than mm-hmm. therapy. Did, so, did you luck into this being with her being on the, the episode this Yeah, week? Oh, because okay. I was looking up what herbs correspond with Capricorns, and this is one of the ones that came up. It's a perfect match. It is. It's a perfect wow. match. Wow. She could have definitely used a breaking up condition and a good night's sleep last, last week. week so. Yeah. Oh, I was suffering. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it now. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. It's good for joint and muscle pain and also good for regulating your home hormone cycles and things like PCOS. Dude. Uh, she even had some warnings. Do not use medicinally if you're pregnant. If you're allergic to anything in the mint family, you should avoid it. It can affect blood clotting, so don't use if you have bleeding disorders or are taking blood thinners, and don't take for two weeks before surgery. Before taking margarine. Talk to your doctor today. <laughs> Talk to your doctor today. Or just take marjoram. There's no copay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It'd be okay. fun here if like that wasn't what we were talking about. We are, we are talking about that. <laughs> okay. So we have not done like any zodiac shit whatsoever. Thank God. At all. Listeners, I'm gonna say this now. I don't believe in this at all. Well, that's okay. I don't subscribe to it. I think it's a load of crock. A load of crock, huh? <laughs> It's because you're not a Capri Sun. That's right. You just wouldn't get it. (laughs) But here I am. (laughs) So, we haven't done anything about the Zodiac. I'm going to try to do 
a lot of the signs this year. Um, just so if, like the reason we're doing it, this one is because I just happen to attract female Capricorns. That's like my thing. I have like four female Capricorn friends in my life at this exact moment that are very close to me. So I just like attract them to me. Um, you're, you're just a bunch of like St. Patty's Day babies. So... Are we? Yeah, it's nine months. We are? Yeah. So it's my birthday on the 13th. Yours is the 16th or the mm-hmm. 15th? 16th. I don't know why. I really want your birthday to be on the 15th. Like every time I think about it, I'm like, Antonio's is on the 15th. Uh, it's we not. can move it. I don't care. We can move it. It could be different. <laughs> it's fine. I think legally you can't. No. no. <laughs> it's like one of your identifying factors. Yeah, but you can celebrate it whatever day you want. Yeah, like all month. Yep, every day. <laughs> or not at all. <laughs> Ted, do you know anything about what Capricorns are supposed to be? Say nice things. <laughs> I, no. We're really funny. Uh, up front, no. I'm going to take a couple pot shots here. Uh, unicorn. <laughs> Capricorn unicorn. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Good. Great. <laughs> so... I definitely feel this way. I know Antonia does because we definitely bonded over this. Uh, But I feel like what I see written about Capricorns, I often don't necessarily identify with. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely feel closer to my moon sign, which is Taurus. What's yours? Mine is Sagittarius. And um, I've actually been under the belief that I was born on the cusp. You'll see on some websites that like the cusp starts on the 17th from the 22nd. Some will say the 16th, so... Um, my cusp sign, if you believe in that, would be an Aquarius. And I I do definitely feel that a little bit. I mean, like, Capricorns are people who live in society who, like, want to run into the woods and just live there instead. And I feel like Aquarius is people who live in the woods who want to try out society. <laughs> but they're, like, these weird hippie aliens. And I mean that in the best way possible. Uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's like this internal battle. Of just wanting to be like, hey, man, no, fuck the man. You don't need a credit score. Let's just make art and lay in the moss and eat so peaches like, all day. So like the hippie version of a punk. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Okay. And then the Capricorn in me is like, I want that too, but how am I going to you know, afford to get there? So it's <laughs> like figure that out. really super interesting that you said that because I was doing a ton of research and I found maybe one of the best like descriptions and like i feel more like a capricorn like after reading yeah, this i, I was like oh, okay it like makes so much more sense uh but we'll get into that actually antonia thought i was a taurus when yeah we first met um because i like every time i read like little zodiac blurbs i always read both mm-hmm. capricorn and taurus because usually it's like a blend yeah i do that too for Ta- my taurus is well. april right because I think my brother's a Taurus. Uh, May, maybe, maybe late oh, April into early yeah. May. I can't I think. remember. Yeah, because he's late, late April. Yeah, because late May into June, I think, is a Gemini. And uh, my son was born in May, and he's a Taurus. What's your brother's birthday? April, April 20 27th. to May 21. April 20, May 21 is Taurus. Yeah. Um. So, all right. Explanation of how you could be that. While also being Sag or Capricorn? Great question. So everybody has like a full star chart. I did yours once, um, but I, I should have saved it and I didn't. Um, where you have 
like certain, there's like a whole, all of the planets, you have like a certain sign in each of those planets. So like you have a planet that's in Saturn, you have Saturn and you might be like a Libra in your Saturn. It's like different houses and like moons and stuff like that. I so mean, I, I don't understand. It doesn't matter. You don't need to understand. So okay. <laughs> basically. So it's random. Here you go. Here's No, like no, it's, it's, it's really based scary. on like the specific, like where you were born, the time that you were born and like where the planets were while, when you were born, like where like they the were located in the So if cosmos. I just Google that, here's, here's all the information. It's like palm reading kind of. I like did yours one. Of, like I said, yeah. I did yours one time. You have a specific one. It never changes because that's the day that you were born. Okay. The time you were born. Like date hour year. it's also yeah. like the location so like if you were born in different parts of the planet even if you're born at the exact same moment if you were born in like africa say for example it would be completely different because yeah, there's the definitely stars like nine other different. people around the planet that were born june 25th i probably shouldn't put that and in. and they're gonna <laughs> steal your identity <laughs> now you they're all you now but yeah so everyone's a specific so like that's why antonio and i are only born a couple of days apart a couple of years apart of course but a couple of days apart and ours are different. Mm-hmm. Everyone's is different. Yep. It's based off of like the time and like what planets are where. So okay, so that's that's more important instead of just like the weekly blurb in the newspaper mm-hmm. that's like Capricorns pay attention to this article. It's more yeah, it's more complex than that. All right. yeah. Well, no one ever explained that part to me. That's why I never bought into it in the first place. Sure. Like, I didn't know I honestly didn't know about that either until I started getting deeper into it. Oh, for sure. I um, used to be like this is bullshit. I don't identify with a Capricorn at all and then I found out about like the cusp and then the moon sign for sure. All right. Well, and then you maybe, tend to maybe read Maybe if them there's all. a deeper science to it, I I might be a little more willing to pay attention so to is cool as fuck man yeah <laughs> it's really cool um being born on a cusp um because Antonia keeps saying that so like so for those of you who don't know being born on a cusp is like the couple of days like towards the end of each sign and so like for our yeah. birth dates it's like december 21st through january 20th so if you're born 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 <laughs> if you're born uh <laughs> between um like around or on December 21st or like close to January 20th, you might be what's considered a cusp, which means you may kind of bleed into some of the like, right. whatever the, the signs the, are fighting. Yeah. You over share some of the traits on the side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's a perfect description. Yeah. The signs are fighting over you essentially. Like, because most, you know, pregnant women, like when you get real, real close, like it could be any, like, you know, when people say it could be any day now, like oh, when yeah. you're about to have a kid, like, it could be any fucking day now. So, right. you know, it's sort of just like happenstance when they happen to show up. So, okay. so the three really important ones are your sun sign, which is the one everyone talks about. So, like, we're both Capricorns. You're a Cancer. Okay, so that's the big one. Yeah, then your moon signs. I'm sorry, I don't remember what yours is. Mine's Taurus. Yours is Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what Ted's is. It's like the, it's the second in command? Yeah. Okay. Um, usually your moon sign is what other people see. Like the, the face you show other humans a lot of the times. It's like your emotional like interaction Okay. face, basically. Okay, I didn't all right. And then I didn't know there was such a thing, but sure. And then you have your rising. Mine's a Libra. I don't know what your rising is. I'm a Leo. I was really surprised by that because I like hate being perceived and it's, <laughs> it's common knowledge that Leo's like being perceived. Love it. <laughs> I think that's where the musician in me kind of comes out. I get a little too much to drink and I start singing. 
sea shanties at fucking 3 a.m. <laughs> oh, shit. Am I a rising Leo then? <laughs> I don't know what your Leo is. I'd have to look yours up. I would have to do your birthday. Well, you were with again. Chris. Yeah. Is a, his well, son no, signs that's, a Leo. That's my thing. As soon as like I have a couple drinks in me, yeah. it's like time to jam. Like, <laughs> let's fucking make some music and party. I'll do your I'll do your birth chart and we'll see just... what you are again because lots of the th- most people say that like Leos are like like Jojo is a Leo right attention so yeah. is Chris driven. Chris is a Leo very yeah. very storytelling like they want to be the center of they're, they're the bar. they're the main yeah. character they're the, yeah. they're the bars, yeah they're the main, you characters. Said? Yeah. main characters <laughs> like, yeah yeah exactly um so let's talk about Capricorns I'm like I said I'm gonna try to do all the signs this year so we'll see how that goes um. So, again, birth dates, December 21 to January 20. Saturn is the ruling planet, which Saturn is Kronos, right? That's the uh, oh. the corresponding Greek god in my mythology. Uh, Kronos uh, is a titan. He's the father of Zeus. Yeah, but it, does he correspond with Saturn? I don't remember that part. I, I, <sighs> Ted, it, you're my mythology man. <laughs> Jupiter is Zeus. Saturn might be... But Greek god is... Saturn, Kronos. I was right. Okay, I was right. Um, and the only reason I was right is because there's a lot of shit that goes on with this that I just researched. So, um, it is an Earth sign. So each of the signs is either Earth, Fire, right. Water, Elemental. Air. Yeah, Cancer's Water. Yeah, because you're a crab, yeah. and you definitely are a crab sometimes. <laughs> I called you definitely a crabby crab well, the other day. Definitely around sleeping. <laughs> crabby crab. Um, it is also a cardinal sign. So I have this book, A Little Bit of Astrology, by Colin Bedell, that I got in one of my witchy boxes. Really, really great book on astrology. Uh, really well written. It's tiny. Uh, but it talks about the three types of signs. So without getting too deep into it, each sign is either fixed mutable or cardinal so capricorn aries cancer and libra are all cardinal signs the cardinal signs kick off every season so like you're the start of summer oh okay you're like your um summer doesn't technically start until like june 20th or something yeah so like you are the start of summer we are technically the start of winter because we like you are opposite we're opposite right. each other on the yeah, zodiac yeah. wheel, um, which actually makes for good compatibility. But it is what it is. So they have the starter energy, um, which is why these signs make good leaders. Uh, they're the idea people. They prize originality and often start or spot trends. We kind of like get the party started. And people with cardinal sides signs can often butt heads because it's kind of like a too many cooks in the kitchen yeah. kind oh, yeah. of a thing. Oh, like, yeah. Like... I'm a leader, you're a leader, we're both trying to lead kind of a thing. Um, Which is so funny because I feel like I'm terrible at delegating tasks. But I think that also kind of comes into play of like, I'll just do them all. It's it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, and that's like kind of part of it, which is what I found really interesting. Um, If you have multiple cardinal signs, so like I have both Capricorn and Libra Mm -hmm. in my like top three. So if you have a lot of those cardinal signs in your chart, you might tend more towards a leader space and I don't know about you but like I always seem to like end up as the leader like even when I don't want to I like end (laughs) up being like in charge like always like people just 
automatic. Yeah. So like, because you're a cardinal sign. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have like actually a fuck ton of Capricorn in my chart as well. Mm -hmm. So like, it just pushes me more towards like every group I've ever been in. They're like, Sky, do you want to take over? And like, even in all of our D and D groups, I always end up being in charge. Like I always end up being like the leader of the group. Like, (laughs) and I'm I'm always DM. So it's like, yeah, so you're like role, the, the the leader of leader. the yeah, <laughs> you're God. So. That's why Capricorns need to protect themselves against burnout. One hundred percent, and that's like a I mean lot everybody, of, everybody does, but but that's like a lot of the research that I did. So let's talk about the mythology. So Capricorn is the sea goat, kind of weird looking creature, and whenever yeah. I like see these combos, it makes me wonder like how do they like gestate. <laughs> And grow like are they born in eggs and then they like like headbutt their way out of like the egg or <laughs> how like, did how did you come to be Mr. Seagoat? Like or Mrs. It's, Seagoat? It's a monster, all right. Yeah. It, it's gonna Girl's find name. some uh, some unique way of just existing. Like, like it even probably like, like fought its way through seaweed to exist. But like <laughs> even that when sounds like, about right actually. When I see these like like bugbears, like like the missile, like the like D and D monsters. Right. I'm always like, wonder what it looked like as a baby. Mm-hmm. And there's that person that was doing all the like the BB like monsters, like they were doing drawings oh, you gotta, of them. You gotta send me that because I have not. Yeah, seen you haven't? No. Oh, it's so good. It's so fun. Like little baby like bugbears and shit. Like they're like little owlets. They're <laughs> so cute. No. I'll have I want to send one. it to you. It's real cute. Um. So. Goats have been around for, like, fucking ever, right? Like, <laughs> so long they're on fucking cave paintings from, like, 32,000 years ago. Is sure. that why I like, identify with, like, a grumpy old man? <laughs> probably. Cool. Do you want to leave? Yeah. <laughs> you don't go home. So they've been domest- domesticated for 10,000 years. Wow. That's so, a fucking really long time. How does that compare to dogs? Archaeological evidence that dogs were the first animals domesticated by humans more than 30,000 years ago. Okay. So that's cool, uh, which is more than 10,000 years before the domestication of horses uh, and ruminants. What the fuck is a ruminant? An even toed undulate animal that chews the co- Oh, it's a cow. Goats. Cows and goats. Cows and oh. goats, yeah. Learn something new every day. Undulate. So it's a, a split toed hoofed animal. Yeah, elk. Uh, elk, deer, deer giraffes, bison, yep. Yep. sheep, S- livestock. Livestock. Well, yeah. I don't know. Nobody owns giraffes as livestock, but Not I'm anymore. with you. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Can you imagine? Not in this economy. <laughs> Twenty thousand years ago, a fucking giraffe was like the meal of Thursday. <laughs> oh yeah, slaughtered me a new giraffe. Yeah, cut me <laughs> off the neck. I like that. <laughs> I like the part real close to the top. No um, giraffes were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> That's right. So we also need. We, I think we do need to. So there's a couple possible candidates for this constellation. The one that I'm most familiar with, and actually the one that I told you we are watching something um, recently, is Almathea which is the she-goat who raised Zeus after Rhea saved him from being eaten by Kronos. Right. Also, like, if you just didn't want kids, dude, just say that. Just say like, that. there's no need to eat them. Like, There's a big, long story about it. it <laughs> like, he was foretold that his kid was going to kill him. He got rid of all of them. They so. just don't have any more. No, it was after he had kids. 
Red Clover and Marjorie. He had kids, and then somebody came kids. off, and they're like, one of your kids is going to kill you, so he tried to wipe them all off the face of the planet, and then Rhea saved Zeus, because of favorite. No, because she was like, oh, this keeps happening. Better uh, be a mom. <laughs> but Almathea's star is Capella, which is the goat star. So it's not that one. Capricorn could also be identified as Prickus. Prickus? Yep, same. Who? Who <laughs> 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 was the father of sea goats? He was an immortal being created by Kronos, and he lived in the sea but couldn't control his little asshole offspring. And they were super curious, so they would climb on land to check it out, but then they'd turn into like real goats and like like lose their ability to speak and like just be dumb goats. Uh, so, okay, so that's how the sea goat became a land creature. A land creature, mm. yeah. Okay. Um and he had the ability um to turn back time to keep so he would keep doing it to like bring his his kids back, but then they would just keep doing it. So he got really sad uh and lonely and he asked Kronos to let him die because he was <laughs> uh like an immortal being um and so he made him a constellation. Which is really fucking sad. It's <laughs> a really sad story. That was really sad. Wow, that's that's a pretty good wrap up of like retirement and your kids are too old to come visit you and Sure. Yeah. Uh, my heart, you guys. I know. The last option <laughs> I is I need to call my mom. Right? <laughs> yeah. The last option is the Seder Pan, um, who saved himself from Typhon by giving himself a fish tail and diving into the river. Um, while I was researching this, I found, um, this, like, mythology of the Zodiac, um, and all of the, like, different myths that were surrounding it, and, um, by Jessica Davidson, and I found some quotes that I was telling you, like, made me feel like, oh, I finally get this. Mm -hmm. So oh, you sent me one forever ago. I want to read that. So she book. says that Capricorn is a paradoxical type of a sign. It involves the relationship between the wildness of instinct and the structure necessary for civilization. If wow. you go too far in either direction, you're in trouble. The highest expression of Capricorn is about spiritualizing matter, trapping all that spirit into goat form and becoming real. Spiritual truths have to be lived as reality, not just as a noble idea of vision, and this takes time and self-discipline. A vision is of no use to anyone if it doesn't work. Oof, and, like, I feel that damn. in my bones. Okay. <laughs> so, like, so much of me was, like, I don't get being Capricorn. Yeah. Every time they talk about Capricorns, it's that they're, like, super ambitious and, like, Soulless, workaholics and, like, all this shit. But, like, it's really not. It's just that, like, we are deeper than like most of the so, signs so it's like you're you're trying to reach as far as you possibly can but you understand that there's ways that it can and cannot work and you have to restructure those beliefs into that it's like basically being like the most realist mm -hmm. and being like okay that's a great fucking idea but if it doesn't fucking work it doesn't right. matter it's like trying to find that balance between realism and the mystical like you, yeah. you okay, want. so like this also bites you in the ass. I've seen oh, yeah. <laughs> you do this where you're like, I don't want to pick up a new hobby. I'll never keep it going. And you're realistic yeah. about your ADHD. And you're like, yeah, well, maybe I don't keep it going. Yeah, exactly. So I won't invest. 100%. Yeah. So like 
it's the idea of like being that like what you said earlier about like wandering into the forest mm-hmm. and just like being a fucking like creature in a cottage versus like understanding that like that's not how reality works right like, we're like tethered to being grounded even when we want to float off and eat peaches in a bed of moss writing yeah. poems all day so like that quote like made me like in reading this and i'll post the link for this too like made me feel like oh yeah I definitely... it's not that we're fucking workaholics it's not that we're fucking like obsessed with success it's that we understand that like if it's gonna work you gotta fucking like work for it yeah, yeah. like because and it's that blend right we're also we're the like high climbing goats but also like connected with the sea which is like deep yeah. and like the spiritual well, shit I, actually wow, I've, yeah i've never even looked at it that the, way. beautiful the goat analogy kind of makes a lot of sense because you watch a goat climb a fucking vertical wall and you're like they're gonna do it they're fucking doing it (laughs) and they're like yeah cool i'm within the laws of physics and (laughs) science but i'm blowing your damn mind right Mm. now because my feet are four inches wide and i'm standing on a one inch wide cliff face i always refer to it as like being able to daydream while on the clock but still meeting your fucking deadlines. Yep, <laughs> like, absolutely. That might be ADHD. I don't know. If that's <laughs> I, well, that's like, know, I all the like, signs are coming together for that. <laughs> that's like something I want. I wish somebody would do like a paper on is like how does like neurodivergency affect like your zodiac and like how yeah. you like connect with those things. So, I like, would read that. 100%. that. That's an entire branch of like like psychology yeah 100 percent. like that would be a doctorate paper that wouldn't be just so like such an interesting idea of like people who don't like if you don't identify with your zodiac sign Mm -hmm. is that because you're neurodivergent like oh yeah or have trauma or something like that's caused you to like pull away from that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. fucking antonio and i were talking about death signs the other day which was dope yeah it broke my brain like the concept of like all right well this episode's gone on long enough yeah (laughs) yeah so like it's if, essentially the opposite of a birth chart, like your chart of your death. Okay. Yeah. So like, short. would that like, you know how you have a whole, so you have a whole chart chart for your birth. Whenever you die, like, does you that affect you too? Mm-hmm. Like, super cool. And then like that could even play into reincarnation or right. fucking wherever your place is in the space when you die. I don't know. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> So the research that I did just really reiterates for me that Capricorn is a pretty misunderstood sign. Um, Like, I feel like we all know a Leo. Like, everybody, like, you can look at a person and be like, you're a Leo, and you're probably right. Mm -hmm. Um, So Saturn, which is our ruling planet, is about authenticity, realness, and honesty, as well as the wisdom that comes with old age, Kronos. Were you called an old soul a lot growing up? A hundred percent still, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, still. (laughs) So we tend to be aware of like what's just a fad and what's more timeless. We're not really bandwagoners. Supposedly Saturn is associated with the bones and the skeletal system, which means we like stability. Um, Because of when our sign falls on the calendar, we love new beginnings and fresh starts. Mm -hmm. So like New Year's. Um, I think the real defining characteristic of caps is finding a balance between the goat that wants to climb high and the fish that wants to swim deep. So it's like a balance between those two, like being tugged in those two different directions. So some of the traits, ambitious, authentic, dedicated, serious, structured, traditional, wise, responsible, patient, and loyal. Do you feel like knowing the two of us that that any of those things check out? (sighs) Um, 
I don't know if I just gravitate that kind of a person, but I feel like a lot of my friends have a lot of those qualities. I don't know if it's specific to a Capricorn. Sure. Sure. No, I get that. So they always describe Capricorns as workaholics, but I'm going to challenge that idea in that it's just work in the workaholic and more like an inability to chill the fuck out. Yeah, ambition, like Like goals. Every single Capricorn I know takes so fucking much on. Like even just emotionally, (laughs) like like every Capricorn I know is like, let me carry all this shit. Like even if it's not work, it's Mm -hmm. like other shit. Like family or like events or like whatever it is like they're like yep i'll take that i'll take that i'll take that so i wouldn't say workaholic specifically if you're thinking about like just work but like we always want to help yeah stuff going on create things like i have adhd so for me the workaholic thing like never clicked ever but i yeah for me either (laughs) fucking hyper focus with the best of them and i have a really hard time where i bite off more than i can chew Mm -hmm. so maybe that's more accurate um, if you're trying to date a Capricorn or be friends with them, they don't do flighty. They don't do drama yeah. at all. And I Can definitely agree. subscribe with that. Oh, like, yeah. I never, yeah. like, if you're a flighty, we're probably not going to be friends. Like, no. if I can't depend on you to fucking be there, we're probably not going to connect. No, I've definitely seen you blow up at people because yep. you made plans and that. Well, because it's didn't fucking up your version. schedule at that point. Yeah. And like- mm-hmm, 100%. Um, because of our perfectionism, they might have problems finding the one or being really picky, nice. having I'm a so super picky. long like list of qualities that they're looking for in a partner. So they may tend to either wait until they're older to settle down or go for older partners. And every Both single Capricorn I know yep. <laughs> is dating a man or married to a man several years older than them. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And you waited until 30 to get married. Technically 31 to get married. Yeah, to get married. So um, a common thing about Capricorns, I guess, is that we age in reverse. So we tend to loosen up and like relax (laughs) as we get older. Benjamin Button. Uh, Oh, I I definitely agree with that. I feel like I was this stoic little kid that was just like outside playing witches. And that was probably the only like kid stuff I did. Otherwise, I was just this little adult. Always wanted to be around the adults. Always wanted to be part of their conversation. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Like my mom used to have to be like, "No, go play," and I'd be like, "No, I'm gonna hang out with the grownups." Yep. Like, I don't want to hang out with the kids my age. Gross, they're idiots. So, <laughs> um, but as we get older, we tend to loosen up, relax. Um, this says that uh, Capricorns love privacy, don't do PDA, and need alone time. But I need alone time. But that's really like the only one. can't relate. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, well, I like my privacy. I like my solitude, but I also really like PDA. So, <laughs> if anything, he's the one that's like, "Leave me alone," yeah. and I'm like, "Love me." Oh, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely the solo creature of the. <laughs> Which might be where like the Taurus comes in, and I'm just yeah. like, "I want attention. Love me." <laughs> it could also be the aging backwards thing because I, I was never really touchy before, but now I'm just like, pet I my head. Cuddle. Pet I my want head. to cuddle. Pet my head. <laughs> Pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Capricorns value truthfulness, wisdom, and stability in their friendships as well. Again, no flightiness, no drama. Um, we're supposed to be these boss bitches and make good leaders because we're ruled by Saturn. We typically want to build things and leave behind a legacy. Also, supposedly we're very serious, but because Mm. we're an earth sign, we're usually excellent at holding space for groups and making everyone around us feel supported. 
and I definitely feel like that at work. Like I'm the one who's the most worried about like making sure my classroom is a safe space. And yeah, like, you're, you're, you're very team group party oriented. Yeah. Well, I mean, you own your own business. That's boss oh, bitch shit. energy. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just had to silence my phone because I got an order you know, the, whole, the whole first <laughs> half of the podcast we're talking about this. Like, oh, yeah, I do do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do do that. I yeah, just... but I can't. I like, oh, fuck. I think I just proved it, actually. I hate authority. I like toxic authority, pushy um, people who just want you to conform and get screwed by capitalism and all that. I don't like having crappy bosses. I've had some good ones, but like, I've definitely dealt with some really controlling, like, boss bitch mentality but in a bad way bosses and i just got so sick of that which is what pushed me to start my own business so i could sure. just be like no i'm doing this alone so. so so i guess that's the loyalty part of it right like you yeah. won't just blindly follow someone no absolutely not yeah. absolutely not i quit a job because of that um because i was just like you're super unethically 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 i've never heard of that yeah, he was. You don't want to hear about it. Okay. I want to name Basti so bad because he had a douchey name, but I'm not going to do that. Cause I'm trying, to, trying to be a good person, but yeah, he was unethically used. And I, left. <laughs> I love it. No, I think that that I think that like the whole boss bitch thing is like something that especially millennials have like tended like mm. trended towards boss bitch or die. Like <laughs> that's like a, a it's like a like buzzword that people yeah. use a lot especially for millennials it's and like hustle culture and grind yeah culture, I I don't know. and i'm like, not when, that when, so. when i hear the term boss bitch it's never like they declared it on themselves it's always like you sit back and you go damn i like that she's awesome yeah i like that like, i i never hear boss bitch and think a negative feeling like, yeah well, I think like it's bossy just, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> not that bitch is bossy. No, it's it's like uh, like Joan of Arc kind of shit. Like, oh, yeah. cool. Well, I mean, that's great to hear. But I feel like as a female, when I hear boss bitch, it's usually like, you know, there's that whole thing where like, you know, a, like a lion doesn't have to say that it's a lion kind yeah. of a thing. Like, mo like it's like the whole alpha male thing. I feel like boss bitch is like the girl's version of like alpha, alpha male. male like if you're oh, like okay. i'm a boss okay. bitch it's, it's like got that it's like connotation for sure oh yeah. uh, okay so like if it, so it's kind of derogatory maybe a little bit to each well, other or i think it depends on the perspective okay. I, I think when i hear other people refer to themselves yeah, as a boss like bitch i'm Sorry. like oh no <laughs> no it's like giving yourself a nickname no you can't you can't yeah. do that. No, but like when I call somebody a boss bitch, it's because they fucking it's earned like it. It's like a compliment. Like, yeah, that's that's so usually think, how I hear. It. I mean, I guess that's a good thing that neither one of us defines ourselves like no, that. Well, that's like, why we're friends, I think. I guess. So, not and again, I'm not like I'm, I never want to shit on anybody. Like we're we're not. That's not the goal. But I will say that like it feels like as a Capricorn, like. There's super high expectations of like so me to be like, like always wearing like a suit and like, yeah, suit like with my like case. hair, like perfect and yeah. like, like a clipboard and like mm -hmm. yelling at people and shit. Like that's just like, that's the Capricorn yeah. vibe that like so much of this shit puts off. And oh, I yeah. have never felt like that ever. Uh, so that's a stereotypical Capricorn mm -hmm. yeah. is like yeah. the button No up, humor, like Hillary very... Clinton kind of like yeah. boring, <laughs> just... like 
very serious, like can't take a joke, mm-hmm. like can't make a joke, which is a bullshit. I think we're both pretty funny. <laughs> I'm not a self-proclaimed boss bitch, I, but I am kind of funny to sometimes. on that. I, I don't know if you're both that funny. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Roasted. <laughs> so yeah, that's all. That's all I got. I I think that like I just want to close. Uh, in saying that this, like, Jessica Davidson, ex- like, her expression of Capricorns being, like, not the quote-unquote boss bitch, but the realist. The, like, mm-hmm. if this is go like, we can fucking make this happen, but this is how it's going to go. Like, mm-hmm. if if this is going to work, you're going to listen to me kind of a thing. Right. Like, if, if you want to do this, we can do this, but this is what reality mm-hmm. looks like. Right. Like, I subscribe to that a lot more. Like, that feels like, yeah, like, I I get it. Because I'm the one who's like, oh, you guys want to do a super fun thing? Well, this is what parking looks like. This Mm -hmm. is what we all need to wear because this is what the weather is going to be like. This is our timeline. This is how this is going to go. This is how we all need to buy our tickets. This is, like, what money we need to save. It's, like, organized fun. Yeah. um, You you know when I get mad at you because you overplay on weekends? (laughs) I think that might be it. I think that might be it right now. 100%. And you yep. know what we say to that? Ouch, my feeling. <laughs> a feeling, just a one. A one feeling. Which is not true, of course. It's, <laughs> an, it's another stereotype. I, I have like a million different feelings. Yeah, too many feelings. It's a gradient of too many feelings. <laughs> Panic, mostly. <laughs> Fear. Panic between procrastination and deadlines, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. So... Um, shout out to your, our Capricorns, happy birthday, um, whether past or this week, uh, or, or today, or today, um, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Don't stop it. That's copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put that in there. <laughs> click it, click it. <laughs> Delete it. Um, go check out Ashes and Wine, uh, from our glorious Miss Antonia, and uh, keep liking, subscribing. Spread the word. Uh, thanks for those of you that tune in every week. It's awesome to see those numbers keep growing. Um, feels good knowing mm-hmm. that we have an audience that uh, we actually can't communicate with. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, communicate back. The feedback, anything, ideas. Uh, if you want content for us to cover, that makes it easier on Sky because she does all the research. And... Um, uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah, so much. Our very first fun. guest ever. Awesome! This is my very first uh, podcast ever. <laughs> well, you did great. You did a great job. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. That's all. And signature. Bye. Bye.